0: Welcome to another episode of Touchline Thoughts, pro- powered by the Garage Door Sports Network and sponsored by j Creations.
1: We're going to chat the Euros, so we'll catch you in a little bit.
0: Dun, dun dun, women's Euros. Um, so we'll start off our starting 11, 11. I can't even speak. Our starting 11 <laughs> segment with some of the women's Euros, which has been really super exciting. It has. See,
1: it has two surprise teams making it to the quarterfinals. Uh, two teams that were not fully on either of our radars, I think. Um, but what do you know? That's has good
0: i don't know i'm so um, i'm in sweden right now currently and obviously we have been watching the um swedish team and it's one of the things that i found really exciting about the euros is the amount of support like fan support so we went out um the other night to watch just at like a, a pub mm-hmm. um watch the game with the team and it was crowded not only there but they also set up like a tv or um yeah, kind of like a TV out in the park and had a mm-hmm. bunch of people just sitting in the park watching the game. Like, it's so cool being in Sweden and watching them support their women's side. I think that's amazing.
1: Yeah, that's huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, record-breaking crowds throughout the tournament, right? Like, yeah. the opening day at Old Trafford was, what, 40,000, 50,000 plus mm-hmm. or something at one point. Yeah,
0: it was a record for them, I think.
1: Yeah, and I think the previous record, and I and forgive me, I don't remember the number, but they said the quarterfinal record for attendance was like 11 grand of people they tripled it in Mm -hmm. one one sitting because a the stadiums could hold a bigger capacity b the stadiums were in good condition and people want to watch summer soccer they want to watch the women's game the amount of young fans that i've seen decked out has just been absolutely like insane and amazing
0: well especially um Now that the World Cup isn't this summer, because normally the World Cup's in the summertime, it's been pushed to like a winter season. So it gets more focused just on the women's. And there's no uh, seasons going on right now. It's just the women's zero, which is super exciting. Yeah,
1: no, I agree. And the World Cup is next year. So we will see a lot of the same teams play against the US, Canada, whoever else is around the world that needs Japan, right? Yeah. I like this. I like how there's more exposure to the game. It's just when people tell me we don't watch women's soccer because it's not good. And you're like, eh, it's on a different level. I hope you've recognized this. I think it's just the exposure issue. Um, yeah. Can I complain about in- exposure for a quick, quick, quick second? Yeah. How is the tournament not on Canadian television?
0: I have no idea. I think we talked about this last time too. Cause that was like, I saw that on Twitter. It was like such a huge scandal that not scandal, but like an uproar of fans being like, How did nobody pick up the broadcasting for it? Like, we have so many people in Canada, especially who are um, not, you know, naturally born Canadians, are from mm. other heritages and, and other countries that want to support their women's side as well. It's like, How did nobody pick up the games?
1: I think TSN fluffed it. I think I don't care. I'm saying their names. You guys fluffed it. Like, yeah. The zone doesn't have it. And that was your bigger, biggest like women's Champions League soccer representative and WSL representative. Mm-hmm. You're missing an entire nation that has connections to so many players around the world. Yeah. And you talk about exposure in Canada. They're like, well, it's hockey. It's soccer. Blah, blah. Like, I don't get it. I was, I'm still miffed about it. And I've been like, I want to, I want to yell at somebody like I don't get it like I'm having to stream this somehow and I'm not saying how I'm doing it but I have a way of trying to find the game and I I shouldn't have to be doing that it should be on tv if you want the game or hell twitch should take over and be like pay a dollar for the month yeah watch the tournament because there's so many talented players that also play in the nwsl so closer yeah. to home for a lot of us mm-hmm. and there's a lot of players that keep making that switch especially when you think of the leon players and the OL rain players going back and forth a lot yeah. the
0: um, yeah.
1: right so
0: has there any um has there been any teams that have been kind of a surprise for you for this tournament
1: a uh, good surprise or bad surprise oh. uh, Norway uh being the bad surprise uh you look at henson wasn't playing up to level uh hagerberg was sh- shagging balls out of you know going to the corner like not in her position and the coach's body language throughout the entire tournament was i'm getting fired at the end of this no matter what happens yeah like, he was i think he lost the room because when he was like he was giving instructions to one of the younger players and she was just like
0: there must be something going on in the locker room
1: Oh, oh one thousand percent and one of the commentators, uh, I think I had the ESPN feed on this one, but they were saying that in 2019, when Norwood was playing really well, like they, I think their, their game improved significantly with this coach, Ada Hegerberg was not playing
0: in yeah. that
1: squad. And now that she's back in that squad, she was saying that you can see a lot of, a lot of things weren't connecting. And I went, I, I, if you're a world-class player that can slot into anything,
0: But I think Norway's had some issues and I think that's part of the reason she didn't, she chose to step away from the national team for a while. Yes,
1: there was issues with the entire federation being a problem.
0: Right. So So I think, I don't know if that has something to do with it as well or, because I was really excited for Norway, England, that match, because I Mm -hmm. thought, oh my gosh, this is going to be a really good matchup because on paper, like lineup for lineup, it's pretty good. Like it's, you know, pretty matched up. And it was just such an obviously disappointing game. I think it was a 10-0 or something for England. Oh, it
1: was closer Eight. to double digits than
0: yeah. anything. So, I, and I was very surprised because they have some of the best players in the world, you know, playing on these massive clubs, playing in England, playing in France, playing because Norway obviously is, not, is a smaller league and a smaller mm-hmm. country. They have huge players, so yeah. But a lot of
1: the players are developing in other European countries. Yeah. Would you take a look at that? It 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 miffed me. Like they were down, I think, two nothing, and you're like, okay, you're down two nothing against a very fast paced England attack. Change your tactics, and he just stood there going, I don't know what to do.
0: And he never made subs. Uh, like I remember thinking. Oh, you know, you're three nil down in the first 15 minutes. Make a sub. You know, yeah, you're getting they, they Yeah, get run through. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The one with the Icelandic last name, I can't remember. Thoris' daughter, maybe. Sure. She she was having a, a rough game, and I think you know, you she, he could have made the sub at that moment, just like to try and change things up, get something going. You know, I don't know. I just felt like he could have done something to make more of an impact but again we don't know what's going on behind the scenes we don't know any of that but you know just what we see on the field and and yeah I was
1: the body language wasn't there
0: yeah it was kind of Mm -hmm. sad to to see that because I I had high hopes for Norway you know
1: yeah uh what about the Italians can we also say a little disappointing (sighs) on their end
0: so disappointed so disappointed you and I were texting back and forth during one of their games and I was just like This is not the Italian team I thought we were gonna see.
1: Their best player was their left back who was operating in the middle of the park. Like tracked into the middle of the park because that's where their attack was going through. Their captain was absolutely poop. Sorry. Like Gamma. Yeah, it's just you're
0: really with her, I don't think was very good either. They I don't think they had good connection. I just don't think like things were clicking. And I'm disappointed because like Italy is known for their defense. And I was like,
1: No. What is
0: going
1: on? No. I mean, you know, everyone there was so many windows of opportunities for teams that they've played to score. They scored. And then they were just like, okay, Italy, here's the ball. What can you do with it? And they went side to side, side to side, side to side. And that number 17 I was telling you about was the only one that actually made attacking balls go over the heads, make those runs, get in behind the defense. Um, their most experienced striker was on the bench for most of the tournament. Uh, came in with like 15 minutes left was yeah. running balls down you're like that's the that's the level of play that was missing from your first two games
0: yeah it's i i was so disappointed because i really you and I, I think had both italy coming out of that group
1: yeah i'm looking at it now yep it should have been an I easy game I was
0: really impressed with mm. i was hoping iceland would get out of that group because i think they played so well against france undefeated their first they had a couple you know hiccups maybe in their first games but They played so well against France, and I was like so hoping that they would make it out of that group,
1: undefeated. Might I add, just draws, unfortunately. Yeah, it was disappointing. I liked the way they played, but wasn't there? Don't you have girls on your team currently that are you know from Iceland Mm -hmm. and you can see the the connection there? And
0: yeah, good good future, yeah. I think it's gonna, they have obviously some young players in there too. And also players that I know play in our league that didn't get chosen for the squad who are, who are quite young. And I think they're going to have such a great impact on that team going forward. And, yeah. um, I think they're going to be an exciting team to watch. I was so impressed when they played against France. I thought, cause I was like, Oh, it's going to be a five zero game or something. Cause it's no. France. France has the best, I think the best attacking line in the league or in the league in the tournament. And, um,
1: very impressed very impressed with their tenacity it was like the comparison i can give is they're one step above finland in terms of how they play. like i think defensively their shape is good same thing with finland the problem was the quality iceland had that quality going forward because it looked like they were going to do something whereas finland as soon as they got to the final third um <laughs> like where do we put the ball now i don't know where to right. go right they're a
0: little um, lost. Yeah. So I
1: think Iceland can be that new, you know, remember Spain from six years ago when they were developing and they were playing decent and they had one or two really good players, but you're like, we don't know much about them yet. I think mm-hmm. Iceland can be on that trajectory in the next four or five years. That could be the new Spain. Yeah. So there might be my new Jenny Hermoso on that team or something. <laughs> I'll like let you know. Maybe, and we'll like, see. Yeah. We shall uh, see. Any other, any other surprises? Uh, like good surprises. I know we've talked a lot about the negative.
0: Um, for me, no. I think. I mean, Germany. I think um, impressed me. I didn't expect them to be as strong as they were. I know it is Germany, but I we've seen them struggle in in recent years. So I was um, pretty impressed. You know, obviously they've made it to the um, semifinals now. Yep. So I think um, they're a team to look out for. Um, I was surprised when they said, because I remember watching this this Spain game and they did like interviews with some of the players before and they were saying that they're the team to beat in the tournament. And for like me, Spain is? yeah, I thought France was the team to beat. So um, I was surprised when I heard the Spain players themselves saying, oh, you know, it, coming into this tournament, we've we've seen that we're like the team to beat and I heard some of the commentators say that too and I was like well right before the tournament you lost your two best players and I think that
1: yeah remember I messaged you three weeks two weeks ago now saying that Spain's odds were second best to win the whole tournament and I said with what though no offense but going forward Cardona might have been their best player and barely played Mm -hmm. so I don't know. I think it was just a little thing to get the pressure off of France to get the pressure off of Germany they needed a team. And I think if they were healthy, if they were healthy, yes, I think.
0: For sure. Yeah. If they team. had all their players and, and like you said, they're healthy, but, um, you know, I think England's looking good. You know, the, I know they've been kind of criticized. I don't know if you've seen this in the paper for lack of diversity in the squad
1: in terms of like player diversity or like Diversity.
0: diversity
1: yeah I mean Nikita Paris is barely playing yeah no I get it
0: yeah and they I've I've seen like on on Twitter and and some other news outlets saying that um England has been criticized this year um because lack of diversity and it doesn't represent the England as a, a country and, and things like that and
1: sure I mean, sure yeah. I I get that but mm-hmm. I mean you look at the players that are playing and I think they're the best England players or English players
0: I think um obviously we're not the coach and we're not making the decisions. And I don't know who a bunch of their other options were for, for the, who they brought into camp and things like that.
1: But yeah.
0: um, they're being, they're being successful right now. I think they're doing, I think the new coach has changed the environment quite a bit and, and it seems to be helping them because they didn't do so well under, um, who was it? Phil Neville. Neville. Yeah. Um, which brother was it? Phil. Phil. Um, obviously they, they hadn't been doing as strong as they could have been given the players that they have. So, um,
1: no, there's a different environment to that entire England squad. So I get, I get that, that diversity issue, mm -hmm. but I mean, I I feel like she picked the best players and she's left off, I think one or two decent players. I -hmm. I can't remember their names now, but there was an issue. Same thing with the French team that they've they've left up a couple of veteran players because they're trying to rotate the balance.
0: Henri.
1: I think they needed yesterday's game. I think they needed one of those two to finish mm-hmm. the game off. But we'll get to that when I'm we do our season. Semif- yeah. yeah. Um, can I toss in the fact that I've been very impressed with Portugal? A okay. team that wasn't supposed to be in the tournament because of the whole Russian thing, but came back twice from 2-0 mm-hmm. down. And then I got steamrolled in game three. Sure. <laughs> but played very well in the second half against the Swiss. Played pretty well they pushed netherlands and that's when i said to you that dutch defense is pope yeah because there's no way you're giving you're blowing two nil leads against a team that technically shouldn't even have qualified yeah right so shout out to the portuguese they're a team to watch they could be the next spain as well so there's two teams that i'm counting as the next big thing in europe portugal yeah. and iceland
0: i'm okay i can get on board with that
1: i was very impressed they were running balls down they were clogging up channels i just very impressed very very impressed
0: so now that we've gotten through quarterfinals any predictions for semi-finals
1: uh that england sweden matchup was something i predicted for the final so i was like it's gonna feel like a final
0: it's gonna feel like a final for sure
1: i think i'm gonna give the edge to england i know we haven't done predictions but i will give the edge to england just because i think that bench has come on in the 65th and on and done a fantastic job. I think the starters know their role. I think Walsh has been incredibly important for that midfield for, for England. And I think having you know Greenwood, Toon, Russo, Nikita Paris coming off the bench. There's like a bunch of... Uh, Jill Scott, who's a veteran yeah. of the game, coming off the bench. Lucy Bronze looks good. Uh, I'm giving the edge to England because I haven't seen enough out of that Swedish bench to do anything for me. And if you can I, essentially shut down their their two attacking players in Aslani and uh, Black Blacker Black and Hurst, yes, thank you. Um, I, I don't really know what Sweden's gonna do because, I mean, Rofel has been great, sure, but i I'm curious to see how this plays out. But I'm gonna give the edge to England. Um,
0: yeah, that's fair. I'm just looking forward to I hope it's gonna be a good game like I I think it'll be a good game and obviously I'm gonna be in Sweden watching it so it's Mm. gonna be really exciting but I I understand and I think I agree with what you're saying about England having a little bit of an edge I think they have a deeper bench
1: they do have a deeper bench and I think everyone's bought it the interesting thing is three out of the four of the teams that are in the semifinals, I think they've bought into what their coach is saying yeah um and we'll get to that fourth one when we get to the next tie. But three of those teams have bought into what the message is. Is I think with Sweden, as we finished third, we finished second, we're going for first now. Yeah. England's like we got a new coach with a different mentality that knows how to win. Let's bring that mentality into through the entire squad because there's players that they're going to lose next year the World Cup that, that won't be there anymore. I doubt Joe Scott's going to play. Yeah, so on and so forth, right? Um, yeah. So it's hard to tell. I know Sweden's been at the top of their game for quite some time, but you know, beating only winning one nil against Belgium is a little concerning for me, especially when it was a 90 second goal.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um,
1: I'll let you take the other tie. Who's taking that one.
0: On paper France for me. Okay. But we've seen France choke a couple times. So I, you know, my heart wants to say Germany. Okay. But I think it's going to be France. I think France's offense has been the best in the tournament. I think they have the deepest bench in the whole tournament. I think they have so many options to come off the bench defensively, offensively. I think their top three, I know they just lost Katoto. She tore her ACL, unfortunately. Yeah. Which is gonna hurt them. But um, they still have Karshue. They still have Cascarino. They still have baltimore they still have Deany, like they still have all these really strong attacking players that did I you see
1: gasha last night
0: yeah Oof.
1: 21 they're, they're able big. to play four they're, positions Jeez. yeah
0: so i think i i think they they have a little bit of an edge obviously you know um germany has pop and and some of these um great players that can score goals but I think defensively, they are strong. I think they are strong defensively, but I think France is too good offensively.
1: So are you picking France?
0: Yes. Okay. Good Thank time. you.
1: I'm going to Germany. And okay. I've been I've been on this Germany um, path since, I think, two or three years ago when they, when they changed the whole mindset of that team after a very poor World Cup outing. Yeah. And you see that they're focusing on possession. They're fo- focusing on defense. They're focusing on... You know, not just POP being the, the source of attack, mm-hmm. which is something I think the Dutch were relying on Viv Miedema to do for them, right? Yeah. So you look at the fact that they have attacking everywhere. I think, um, damn it, I had her name and I forgot. <clears throat> number 13. I remember the jersey number. Let me find the name. Um, has been just phenomenal. Uh, the, 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 the Brits. The Brits, oh, yeah. I think, I'll has been... The, yeah. I think has been the best midfielder in the entire tournament. And that's coming from a a huge range of players. Um, The biggest concern with that French team, and I, and I, and I I know how you said that they have a fantastic attacking line. The entire tournament in four games, they've not scored in the second half because they seem to die out a little bit in the second half. And so, whereas for me, Germany, you take a look at them, they have different waves every five to 10 minutes. It's like a wave of a new breath of fresh air coming through them. So you're right. It's going to be attacking one. Sure, France has that edge, but I think collective all-around team effort and then players that want to play for their coach, I think Germany takes that upper hand. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw this yesterday, but the French – national the players when their coach was going around giving them congratulations they were not they were not having it from her i don't know if you saw that i don't uh, think
0: they enjoy kareem i i haven't heard great things when i played in um swyo she she would come around a lot because she's from there and she used to coach there and i i don't know much about her i only met her a couple times and, and maybe yeah. she is a fantastic coach but um that's not quite the vibe i get <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, there's one
0: like um, environment-wise. I don't know if they have a great environment there.
1: No, and I like she went to give some props to uh, Wendy Ronald and Wendy was like, "Yeah, nice." Um, those of you can't see the video, I'm just nodding my head with a smirk on my face. Um, <clears throat> but there's a really good reporter that I follow on Twitter, Megan Johnson, who's like, she was, she was like, I was not gonna lie. I was kind of hoping for France loss so maybe their federation finally get rid of the toxic human being they call a coach because I I feel like around the world people know that this isn't a coach that people want to play for
0: and they have so much potential in France and obviously they have such a fantastic league you know it'd be great to kind of change that environment a little because you do see it not so great environments at the club level as well and I think it starts from the top down and if they can change Mm -hmm. the environment in the national team level I think um, you'll just see happier players and, and them enjoying playing. And um, I think that's kind of what's missing in the, in the French um, side right now.
1: Yeah. And I think they relied a lot on Kototo to running that line, but now that the coach has to make those changes, you can tell that tactically you know, Diani went down the middle and you're like, I don't think that works. I think Diani was stronger yesterday on the wing. And I think Cascarino could have been in the middle. I'm obviously not a FIFA pro coach or else Paige, I'd be coaching with you. Um, But do you see that that mindset where you're like, you're putting in a player in a position that I don't think they're strong enough to be in that middle position. And then Mm -hmm. you have Sar on the bench who came on and absolutely bulldozed through the middle of the park. And you're like, that would have been a much better switch from Malard to Saar. And even though, you know, Saar doesn't have that experience, who cares? Put her on there. Yeah. The Dutch defense was not very, very good at all. They were, yeah. they've been poor all tournament. You have to keep going. At some point, the ball will go in the net and it did.
0: Yeah. that tackle. Well, I will say the Dutch defense, like that number three, I think, was yeah. clearing balls off the line all game. She kept them in that game as long as she possibly could. And the goalkeeper, I think, was fantastic. She almost saved that penalty. So, um, I was, I know we talked about them being not great defensively, but I will say, I think last night that was the strongest performance defensively against their best uh,
1: game, and they weren't great,
0: yeah, <laughs> which is scary
1: to it. say. Um, yeah, uh, number three, Vander Gert was probably their best player, I think. Um, uh, who came off the bench, I think Jill Road. Lord coming off the bench changed the the game. Uh, yeah. Kudos to the coach for recognizing when to make those substitutions because I think it was I think he was on his game and I think the players like him. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, okay, so we've got we're split with that France Germany. So my be My heart
0: says Germany, but my mind says France. So you know.
1: Well, it'll be great. So Tuesday, um, as we record this on a Sunday, so Tuesday is England, Sweden. Yep. and then germany france takes wednesday the final is on sunday at wembley which is going to be absolutely right. i'm
0: so excited. Um, i'm hoping it makes it because it would be so great to play i'm home. sure it'll sell out yeah oh
1: i think i think somebody said yesterday on the broadcast that it's already sold out
0: that's amazing it, it's just that. a
1: matter of um okay let's say you know france makes it through and germany doesn't then those german fans will sell it to france france and
0: French
1: yeah yeah of course. Um, but hey, you know what? Both of our brackets might have been broken with a couple of teams, but our two horses are still in the race. So, oh, yeah. So, we could see an England-France final. We can see a Sweden-Germany final. We can see any of those different combinations as well. But
0: we're excited for it.
1: Well, we'll do that. Um, why don't we head into a break page? Unless you have anything else you want to mention about no, the tournament, for me. Uh, we'll catch you right after this one. After finding the remains of 215 children at the former Kamloops Indian Residential School, Touchline Thoughts would like to take a few moments to acknowledge the land we are on. We pass on our deepest respect and love to the lost children and their families, as well as the Indigenous, First Nations, Inuit, and Métis peoples who through the history of Canada have undeservingly lost their lands and lost their voices in our country. As we record this podcast, guests and ourselves reside in three major cities in Ontario. We acknowledge each one of them now. We would like to acknowledge the land on which we gather and which the region of Peel operates. is part of the treaty lands and territory of the Mississaugas of the Credit. For thousands of years, Indigenous peoples inhabited and cared for this land. In particular, we acknowledge the territory of the Anishinaabeg, the Huron-Wendat, Noshone, the Ojibwe, Chippewa peoples, the land that is home to the Métis, and most recently the territory of the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation who are direct descendants of the Mississaugas of the Credit. We are grateful to have the opportunity to work on this land and by doing so give our respect to its first inhabitants. We acknowledge the land on which the city of Toronto resides as a traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat people, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis peoples. We also acknowledge that Toronto is covered by the Treaty Thirteen with the Mississaugas of the Credit. In Ottawa, we acknowledge that we are standing on unceded Algonquin, Anishinabek territory they are the past and present caretakers of the waterways and the land that we call ottawa we are grateful to have the opportunity to be present in this territory now back to your touchline thoughts episode
0: um so that does it for today any final thoughts before we sign off
1: uh the united players going back to it i know one of our listeners didn't like that but i'm going back to it <laughs> um uh, elatoon and alessia Russo have been absolutely killing it for the national team uh Jackie Grodin put in a shift yesterday with like coming back from COVID, having her hamstring not working out at one point in that game. So three United players that I, I would say keep an eye out for in the future. Katie Zalim just signed a, a an extension on that contract. So hey, I hope they finally crack the top three, which has been really tough in the WSL.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Good season to watch, too.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I think she might be my new Jenny Hermosa right here, LLT. Interesting. Yeah, my ET7. Now that ET Jenny's 7.
0: gone.
1: ET7. I, I feel like I won't be able to watch a lot of Jenny football, but we'll see. Yeah,
0: she's going to be in Mexico now.
1: Yeah, Mexico. Closer to home, but yeah. still not accessible via TV.
0: In other transfer news, big time going to Barca. Oh my gosh. DC Browns? Yeah, Lucy Bronze going to Barca. I was
1: like, yeah. how did
0: I forget her name?" So nice. Yeah, Lucy Bronze, big time transfer going to Barca. It's gonna be interesting. Yep. And I think we could use her. They're losing, obviously. Um, Alexis out with a ACL injury, and yeah. um, Jenny Hermoso transferring clubs. I know Lucy Bronze isn't necessarily a nine, or a, but she is attacking focused from the from the back line. So yeah, It'll be interesting. To see her mix in there.
1: Barcelona needs to bring in a striker because they've lost Lico Mertens as well. Yeah. Um, obviously, I think their bench is deep enough and we saw that when the the, the substitutions happened in the final, but um, that back line is scary. You have Lyon, you have Pedri, you have Lucy Bronze and Tassin yeah. Rolfo at left back who's an attacking player. So maybe Rolfo will get the opportunity to play a higher up the pitch now, but yeah. uh, I'll leave it at that. Any final thoughts on your end uh, before we wrap this up?
0: No, I'm excited. Um the final for the Women's Euro, and it's been great. Some great football this summer, and hopefully this will transpire into more for the World Cup next year. And the leagues starting up again soon, which is exciting as well. So great, yeah,
1: I'm to it All right, folks, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a like or a rating. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram, which is at Touchline Th. Our Twitters are at Culver underscore Page and at fund
0: um, don't forget to follow our network at Garage Door Sports and check out GarageDoorSports.com as well as follow J&J Creations on Instagram at JJCR underscore E-A-T-I-O-N.
1: Thank you all for listening. We'll catch you next match day. Cheers.